0: because you know i i dark overlord stuff and things is another specialty of somebody on this podcast who mm. shall remain nameless at this point yes. which is actually an interesting fact what? the kind of the dark overlord valoon had a slight resemblance to Sam.
1: Am I right? What? Those right, are Dark
2: Overlord. <laughs> mean we'll get to that in a little while when people probably forget this. Like. Oh, we
1: wow. do yes. not associate with the Dark Overlord. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're on the show with. Wait, wait, wait. wait.
2: <laughs> was that effing bait, Phasel?
1: Maybe. Oh that, that, my god! I can, I can dude. feel. I can
0: feel the hook, line, oh, and sinker happening gosh. right there. How's this
2: happening? Pathfinders felt as if they had been traveling across the face of Vera's surface for eons, yet it had only been several days. It was not always easy to pave the road ahead, but each day led them to gaze at a renewed horizon. Each day was truly more promising for what tomorrow could bring. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Samorg. And today, friends, I am joined by our returning Pathfinders. So welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back, Armored Cell.
3: Hello, hello, friends
2: and returning the always cozy murder bunny fazel greetings
1: there he is. everybody's doing fine and well
2: <laughs> fine and well bringing your sand today everybody we got yes no okay buckets,
3: yes. and buckets, of,
2: sand. buckets of sand before we dig in friends got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast asheshq.com the community curated website for all things ashes of creation Also, shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week, friends. Now, got a few things to talk about and announce here. Number number one, iTunes. There's a lot of y'all that are watching and listening to this. And if you have not gone to iTunes, I'm calling you out. I would like to get the damn podcast on iTunes rated 50 times. And I think we're over 25, so we're over halfway there, technically. 50 times by Alpha 2. I don't know if that's going to be possible. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's really going to depend on, on really everybody here listening, watching, and whether or not they're willing to take that little bit of time and go over there and do it. Because if you do, you are going to help bolster the algorithm for us on iTunes, and that will help this show thrive. So if you want to do that, go over to our pin post at ashes pathfinder on Twitter. Look for all the links right there at the top for all the podcast places. You'll see one for iTunes. Click it, go do your thing. Leave us five stars. If you think we're worthy and leave a comment. And if you do, we'll read that here live on the show. Speaking of uh, playing or reading something on the show, you can call in into one five, three, nine, six, six, four, six, eight, zero one. Leave a nice voice message for us. We'll play that here on the show as well. You can uh, shoot some mail to the mailbag at ashespathfinder.gmail.com if you like. Pathfinder Grunt, who's lazy, will get that to us at some point, question mark. And um, friends, we've got a few more things. I know, this is going to be a long intro, but it's, it's partially because you all are so freaking awesome. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little stunned, I'm not going to lie, but... Uh, I'll get to that in a second. I'm just, yeah. I'm, the tease is real with them. He, he likes to do it, doesn't he, everybody? Sure does. Okay. Knights of the Phoenix, we are recruiting. Shout out to our newest member, Skylark the Botanist. If you're like, who that, You probably know Skylark if you pay attention to Ashes HQ. He helps to curate the articles that cover the developer live stream outlines. It gets those knocked out for us, right? And him and I... Power team it. I edit it. We get it up there. And uh, well, it's up there right now. So if you want to make sure that today, while you're here hanging out and following along with what we're actually covering, well, there's the link right there in the chat to the most recent developer live stream. But Skylark, shout out, homie. We're glad to have you in Knights of the Phoenix. Speaking of which, we've got our community days. We got one coming up this Friday. Not sure what we're gonna play yet. Probably City of Heroes, probably on Homecoming. We'll see what happens. But you're all welcome to join us if you'd like to hang out with the community. Um, we got a new ballad coming from your Ash and Harold Daedalus here um, tomorrow on Monday. So that'll be going up on the HQ. Look for it in all the places. Um, I see we got a uh, hype train going. So um, I'm not going to focus on that too much, but I'll give you all a bunch of love and chat shortly. Um, also, Game guys have been getting freaking crazy amounts of love. Yo, the most recent one on housing is up. There's one we did before that on uh, naval content, one on transportation, we're doing one a week. So go check it out, show some love. And this is where I got to say, yo, y'all showing me love, showing the HQ love. Um, You know, last week I was like, hey everybody, thanks. Somehow in the past week, last week, we had gained another 100 subscribers over on Ashes HQ YouTube. The week before that on the show, I was going, hey, thanks for 100 the past month, everybody. So we had a month where we gained 100. Then we had the past week up to the last Sunday where we gained 100 in a week. This week's almost two and 100. No joke, that's nuts. I was like, what? So we're almost at 4,800. In the last freaking 28 days, man, nearly 400 new people over there. So the, the videos have been getting a lot of love, a lot of views, a lot of like comments, interaction. Um, we pull from those videos as well as the uh, Ashes HQ forums, uh, the comments on the videos, like the Discord, all that. I just wanted to say thanks, y'all. Like, like low-key, I've been busting my ass this year to try to bolster both of the YouTubes that I run. And that particular one... Um, obviously is sort of the heart of this show, right? Ashes HQ is like the courts where this podcast is at. It's where we're putting all the game guides, the ashes talks, the alpha coverage, like plenty of things in the future. There's tons of stuff coming once we get done with knocking out game guides as well. So just wanted to say thanks, y'all. Um, it was a another shocker. It's like three weeks in a row of me just going like, whoa, what? So hollow homies, you rock. Much love to you. Thank you. All right. Now, now that the, all that's out the way. Ashes of Creation had a uh they had a developer live stream this most recent Friday. Some things were confirmed. Okay. Um oh, by the way, those of you who were like saying you wanted Pathfinder merch, it's up on fourth wall. It's in the description, it'll be shared. It's in Discord right you can get pathfinder shirts and stuff and things and i'm gonna be wearing new ones soon too so i got it done i finally did it there we go all right on to the live stream friends oh shit i'm not gonna even jump in on this i'm gonna be like why don't you well i'm just gonna throw up some some really nice footage over the forest area because that's just i loved it i love forests the only thing that would have made that video better was a like majestic waterfall right next to this these trees but while we're like digging in you guys tell me in no particular order what were the things for you that were the highlights obviously we'll be showcasing things talking about them more specifically but in no particular order
0: well you could probably tell a couple of my takeaways here <laughs> <laughs>
2: a couple of them yeah do did, did you steal them did you or something yeah
0: i i, I might have i might a have dark
2: overlord thing oh wait he said he no. might have wait I, I might i might
0: have oh. i might have borrowed them <sighs> i will return them of course because you know i i dark overlord stuff and things is another specialty of somebody on this podcast mm. who shall remain nameless at this point yes. which is actually an interesting fact what? the kind of the dark overlord valoon had a slight resemblance to Sam, am I
2: right? What? Those I are Dark Overlord. mean? We'll get to that in a little while when people probably forget. Deadless, deadless.
1: Like. Oh, we wow. do yes. not associate with the Dark Overlord, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're on the show with, wait, 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 wait.
2: <laughs> Was that effing bait, Faisal? Maybe. That, oh that, that like, I, can, I, can
0: I can feel the hook, line, oh and sinker happening right there.
2: How does this happen so easily? I need to really monitor. But <laughs> but, but in all,
0: in, all, serious, in all seriousness, I mean, I thought the naval discussion was really, really good. And I'm actually, again, not a pvp here, but I'm very happy with the fact that getting on the open seas flags you for PVP i think that is and uh, that is a really good way to once again i think even steven mentioned it right Mm -hmm. it's a way for you know player agency to be a part of every aspect right and pvp is is going to be a central part of this game obviously so being able to kind of have that um opportunity is i think really good because it's going to give you know players a lot of interaction and You know, there's that, and there's the fact that you know we've already seen like the huge like sea monsters that are out there. So I have a feeling that um, getting on the open seas is going to be a good time. Um, I would say also the discussion around travel and the vassal um, parent node relationship, the bonuses like those were kind of the things that I was like, wow, there's just so many layers. They keep adding things on, and and it makes me think that there's so much more we don't know Mm -hmm. if they've been the way Stephen was talking, things were very, it didn't. Well, number one, it didn't feel rehearsed, but it also felt like there was just so much information that he was just pumping out. And it's like, you wouldn't necessarily have all of that. At least I kind of know from how they've been approaching communication. Now they wouldn't have really talked about something unless it was far enough along to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I would say that was like my big, like my biggest takeaway was that yeah. piece. I had no idea that they were going to go as deep into the map stuff as they did. Um, but wow. Yeah, that was, that was shocking. And it was shocking how long the stream was too. Cause normally I'm like about an hour and I got home maybe right around remember, that hour yeah. mark and they just kept going and it was meaty. I just, it was, it was a really good one for me
2: yeah um i gotta say too you know i was speculating that i i had a feeling the map was going to be bigger uh i didn't think 1200 square kilometers bigger granted a lot of that is actually um you know like for naval content but, but we'll talk about that a lot more in the future because i've i've got some points related to the map discussion but um why don't we go with phasel next because mainly because i feel like this visual reference is uh fitting please phasel share your Thoughts while I throw up some of the beautiful desert sand for you. Yes.
1: Uh what's it called? I'll continue where Davis was talking about the naval combat. I think that like they've done a really right mm-hmm. right move to have a buffer zone between one content to the other, where it makes trade a lot more valuable um and a lot more risky um uh even though a life of a a pirate would be extremely uh uh, what's called resourceful (laughs) um in those waters um i some some things are still like my like got my curiosity where a lot of the number of nodes that are going to be available reduced i've understood why because as Steven was saying, from one node to the other it uh it basically takes way more time to reach one node to the other, so mm-hmm. there's a lot more playing time in between those areas uh you' get you're able to see way more nature uh trade routes also take a longer time to get to one node to the other um, Other than that, I really love how Steven took the words out of my mouth when he said uh, desert biomes and mmos are usually extremely boring and there's a lot more variety to what they can be
2: <laughs> i <laughs> really yeah. love that i'm disappointed in you fazel what you don't know the difference in travel time i do it's in what chat how, how how many don't look at chat how much time how much time don't look at chat
1: i'm not looking i'm not looking okay Here.
2: okay what's the travel time on foot
1: on foot mm-hmm. it's supposed to be uh five minutes
2: wait for uh from where from where oh my god i thought you're one note to different. the other <laughs> yes yes you're good from center to center and if you were yeah. mounted
1: uh that reduces to three minutes or, like, serious.
2: Wrong! Those yeah, are trick questions right. from edge to edge. It takes three minutes. Bam! This is why I encourage everybody to go to Ash's HQ where you get the dev outlines. <laughs> this was just for promo on, references. <laughs> Dude, you know how long it's, long, how long it's no. been since I've been able to give you a hard time about anything with all your murder bunny, like, ninja loot, dark overlord references to me? Like, the one you just did? If you want to be in the know, unlike... Bunny Faisal here, which he really wasn't, a you know, but we're going to pretend like he wasn't. You can go over to Ash's HQ, where the articles are at, and, and you can read over everything there. It's a great reference and resource, everybody. And then you, too, could not be forgetful, like the muttered Bunny Faisal, JK. Kay.
0: You know, Vengeance is a very dark overlordy type of thing. You know, No, just, Justice. Just saying. Don't, don't, yeah.
2: don't, don't, no, no, no. Yeah. don't, don't, don't. Vengeance don't. Strikes back. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah, I vengeance. Guess, um, yeah,
1: mm. till Vengeance is Sims. Hey, my murders are clean. Okay, your murders are hell. I friend that I'm coming. <laughs> what
2: are you saying? You saying I? He didn't leave the bodies out. That's what he said. Wait, that was bait. I'm not saying anything about that. I wouldn't know about that, Basil. How about you, uh, Armored Cell? What were some of your 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 primary takeaways?
3: Primary takeaways, as soon as I saw that map, I swear to God, I swear to God, I see two corpses on the on the uh on those those planets. I was like I saw you I talking
2: about that, dude. I
3: was like, I swear yeah. one side's like a Pegasus and the other one's like some weird like alien creature that's like
2: hands like an Like ancient. This. Uh probably. Yeah.
3: Good, bad versus each other. But like, man, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Man, I'm half asleep. I, I swear <laughs> to God there's something dead there. I swear, I swear to it.
2: Yeah, you know who's dead there? The people that didn't make it off Vera at the time of the <laughs> Or are they? Maybe wow. they're just dusted into ash, right? So I mean it could be that could not be. I was case. thinking of
1: combining the two. Maybe it would have given us a, a, a like an actual creature. Um but it mean, uh, just didn't work out. <laughs> I didn't think like maybe the left it was one. the Phoenix the left one button, did but a half. Cut in half. Why are you
2: all so morbid today? Is, who's the real dark overlords, huh? Cult leader, murder bunny. I'm just saying. Real talk. Hey, Maybe it's I'm not honest. what we
3: think. Innocent, hard. Of, <laughs> of a Am I right.
2: I'm honest. You all just don't know the difference between me RPing a character and me as a person. <laughs> Whatever, Dalus. <was. laughs> the air quotes gotta go. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna be focusing and showcasing specific uh, comments in chat today, oh, I'm using the feature chat uh, feature. <laughs> but make sure that you at me in chat if you want those things to be noted. Right? If there's anything specific you're like, oh, I want to contribute here. I do want to note like this on this desert, this desert palm tree. Like, dear Lord, the detail on that. Oh yeah, blew me away, man. I was like, whoa. They're swaying and everything they added, to. So, I mean, I think I don't know if I'd say that they added that as much as they just wanted to showcase that there's like the physics are there. But Stephen did bring up a good point about the importance of performance. So they got to keep it subtle, you know, to a degree. Not everything is going to move. But dude, the detail in those trees was like, gosh, dude, for real. Armored cell, no 48 hour stream it is not going to happen. Hey. That's how you all will kill me. In, like, I don't know why you keep bringing it up. Is, he, is it chat? You're hitting at something. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay. Um, what's happening here? We need to get back on task, Sam. Don't let them stray you off the path of the righteous here. Um. Anyway, what were my big takeaways? All right. I mean, I, I thought the forest biome was beautiful, right? The they had a lot of great renders. I'm going to throw those up for people because I know when we get to talking about, um. The map specifically, I think it's going to be a very big discussion today. Um, Talking about, I think it's going to be interesting to talk about our ideas around Alpha 2. Because I've even got people going, you know, Sim, maybe it's going to be here sooner than we think. Something Steven said led me to believe that it could potentially be as well. Um, I think it's always important to remember, right? Do you remember at the end of Alpha 1 how I kept saying, like, I believe that we don't realize how much they probably have actually got done. And the reason I said that is because of how many times we got videos of like, you know, the cursed charger or whatever, right? And the little, the the lion or whatever pet, the, the, the cat that was up on the snow peaks, you know, and you had like that big open snow area. It's like, but nobody went there in Alpha One. You had these areas with like ruins or ritual stones or something. You had the forest where, you know, the bears were at. You had that whole area that they ran around In when they were showcasing the Alpha One world, it was around the end of APOC, if you remember, they wanted to show off that like the world was there and they literally did like, you know, a walkthrough and there was like a castle and there was like um, a city and all that. And there was like bridges and creatures and all these things. And so, I mean... You don't go making things like that in my mind. You don't go making things like that and go, "We're just, we're just going to spend the time and the effort making these areas just to showcase this thing in a video and then throw it away." Like it's a waste of resources and time if you do that. So, um, so it's just a matter, I think, in a question of like, well, how much of the world's actually been prepared? How much of the systems are ready? Because that's the big one, isn't it? Because system-wise, the majority of things are supposed to be in Alpha 2. So thinking about Alpha 2, I I still veer on thinking that it's likely. I don't feel like I got enough to think that we're going to have Alpha 2, full-fledged Alpha 2 this year for a few reasons, right? I I think for them to do it at like November, December, that doesn't usually bode well because they have people take off at the end of the year. Things like that, they, they tend to be a little more quiet right after that November 24 uh, hour charity stream they do, um, where we tend to get some goodies in regard to lore and everything. So, my thoughts are potentially with Steven saying you're going to see these particular biomes. What well, was he said? He said, um, right here, Alpha 2 is going to have a significant cross section of different biomes. Two primary ones will be forest, riverlands, and desert. And the forest of riverlands are kind of the same one because the river, the riverlands forest was actually that forest I showed you just before this. That was the forest he was talking about. They were showcasing a bit. Um, so, and badlands mixed in with, with the, uh, probably with the desert there, right? So, there, there you go. You're going to yeah. get a taste of four. I see, I still see it as like two to three. Biomes. I don't know if they're going to consider the Badlands biomes as part of the desert. I guess we'll have to see what they kind of go with there, um, or if they're going to.
1: Yeah. Actually, some, I don't think so, uh, because if mm-hmm. you if you would look at the map very sure. closely, yep. Um, you would have the upper left area that would be Badlands compared to the desert where it's bottom right and it's on island. Like they're very clear defined. At least that's how I see it. Mm. Um, Would you categorize them? Maybe like, okay, desert biome, subclasses, desert, badlands, maybe? I don't know. Um, But how many biomes have we seen so far? We've seen the desert. We've seen the forest, forest, riverlands. Did we see the snow area yet? We saw but, it in, in that, the weather update, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. But I don't know if I consider that seeing the, no, the the world cut out as much as like just a small yeah. spot, the UE5 uh, showcase. I'm mm-hmm. seeing people in chat talking about this, too. I still feel like they can throw in like transition in between like these biomes, like the Riverlands and the desert. And they can just throw f- chunks of forest that are that exist in the Riverlands area, and then maybe just throw in some Battlelands area that perhaps actually is going to maybe exist somewhere else. Um, yep. Who knows, right? But I'm seeing people in chat. I'm I'm still saying second quarter next year. Now, with that being said, and I don't see them launching Alpha 2 at the end of the year, man. I just don't. Not not when you're gonna have people taking off, not when you got all these other things. You they typically go kind of more quiet at the end of the year for roughly a month, month and a half. Right as soon as that November charity event happens, you get your live stream in December. Into November, you get December. And aside from that, it's pretty, it's it's pretty much been pretty quiet, right? So my perspective is you're probably gonna want to roll alpha two when you know for sure you're gonna have some time. To be there to monitor it, to, to do bug fixes, et cetera, and not have people out. Right. So I'm still going with, still going with quarter, second quarter of next year. With that being said, I did feel like Stephen, I do feel like we're, we're maybe they have more ready than we think. I don't think it's map. I think it's system stuff that we're really probably waiting on, though, more than anything.
1: Mm.
2: Um, Speaking of which, can we take a moment to talk about these freaking Minotaurs real quick that they showcase? Like, whoa, buddy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. I look mm. scary as
0: hell, man. Right. When they brought out that one dude, all I could when I saw the name, all I could think of was
2: <laughs> from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, God, so good. But one thing I will comment, I think if they're going to do anything this year, um, I would expect they would do spot testing that would be the only thing that i would think of is like maybe they want to test a few things but yeah nothing full-fledged absolutely i think it's like in general whenever you're doing any releases like even if it's like a test release you never want to do it over a big holiday because you like you said you're not going to have the support there um and people even testing right will be not available because of you know things happening around the holidays mm-hmm. as well
2: yeah definitely i don't know man what do you all think Does this look like it's a it's a copy paste of freaking Torrens do all from world of warcraft i'd have to say no no nah.
3: yeah
0: no. i mean the level mm-hmm. of detail here versus that blizzard game you know
2: i'm sorry it's <laughs>
0: there there isn't any any comparison
2: here mm-hmm. yeah we're also going to get to see this this guy or these guys and gals these these minotaurs fighting a ranger next month. That's going to be fun. Z. isn't
3: that very quick from like a, from showing us concept to like showing us actual game footage of a creature. Like, is there anything anything sooner than that? Like, I mean, months.
2: Who knows how long they've had this done though, right? Like, that's the thing. Is I feel like they've just got stacks of things they could show. But it's just now at this point, like, it's a matter of, like, what do we want to show? What do we feel like we're comfortable sharing or showing? Mm. Um, for like, example, and even
0: that gets challenged, too, because Stephen's like,
2: do it live. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Stephen. You you made me spend more time having to cut things up this this week pre-show than I than I usually do. So it's, it's a good problem to have, which just means we have more things to
3: show off here from the live stream. You just like, you know, all those wikis you did update them now this is what we
2: want you to update dude i gotta go update the nodes one for sure i mean i feel like i'm i'm about to be like lex over on the on the ashes of creation wiki soon because i've got people to help out there but like man the updating of information soon i feel like is going to start to snowball and i'm going to have to actually play catch up on updating the information we we keep it general easy to digest on the hq anyway right? We don't want it to be an endless rabbit hole that links you from thing to thing to thing. That's what wikis are for, right? And they're great for that. But, you know, we got this like cost-benefit analysis of like, what's redundant, repetitive, what's more important for people to, to actually learn as they are, are are basically experiencing these game systems or features, et cetera, themselves. Um, so it's like, ah, but, you know, going from the node count and the vassal stuff and talking about the uh policies for nodes those were some very interesting things which we'll be showing that here in a little bit as well when we get to that point but any other big things i mean here's a big one their goal was 50 new hires this year there are 40 new hires this year that's pretty big
0: and uh one other thing they mentioned too was like their acceptance rate for candidates too is like one <laughs> percent. I'm 0. like five percent. Dear Lord, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was would like, hate wow. to be at that during the interview process for that. I mean, I might well, not survive. Like Four thousand
2: lot. interviews in. That's a lot, yeah. dude. That's a lot of people getting told sorry. Go work work on stuff more. But the thing is, it's not as much as just skill set, but as much as like they also have to fit the culture of.
0: Oh, of yeah. the team, so. actually, you, you know? can't have any of those people that are old school, though. You know, aren't doing it for the pure passion.
2: I mean, gosh, man, I gotta tell you guys that the everything from concepts to systems to the world map, it's just getting. I mean, the presentation is getting more and more rich. And I know we had quantarian Slurp, who's one of the devs, not to be confused with Slurpy, who is Alex on the dev team. Um, Quantarian Slurp, he was hanging out uh, when we do the Ashes Post Show. Um, we always do them after the developer live streams. And he was hanging out uh, in chat and Jensi was lurking to it in Colorado at the time, but I saw her lurking as well. Um, and he was like oh. telling me that like he was saying like you probably are going to expect that you're going to get bigger and bigger showcases moving forward right now because they're getting so much done. And I was just like, of oof, Right. Speaking of which, Almost. I'd love to get that guy on here one of these days because his philosophies for uh, a lot of the, you know, things like the archetypes and like professions, specifically professions and artisan classes. Um, every time we're having a chat and he's in chat, you just hear him go, that's totally where our mind's at. And it's like, oh, my God, it's only totally the best things that you could be saying that to him. Oh, I mean, this guy a line. Suck. I'm telling you. Then
1: he pulls. Then he pulls the JK on you. Nope, we're going the opposite direction. <laughs>
2: That's the murder bunny e- vibes, man, right there, homie.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Embrace yeah, it. Well, you got to slay them emotionally before you can take them. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Like that.
2: This thing, man. This this. People are like, "Oh, it's a naga," and I'm like, "Bro, nagas ain't got shit on that. That's a straight it's up." A snake daddy. That's, a, that's like a freaking cobra daddy or whatever.
0: Yeah. But it's all in the detail, man, because everybody's like, oh, it looks like, you know, other games, it, it, but it doesn't. Nah. It maybe has like some themes there, but when you start digging deeper at the level of detail and plus the fact I was actually just re, was rewatching the stream today and I remember this spot specifically where he's like, oh, yeah, there's going to be all types of varieties of this mm. this race right there's going to be black mambas there's going to be rattlesnake versions i'm like there you
2: go man
0: they are just like going to town on like just so much uniqueness in how they're approaching their character design and the fact that they talked about we're not really putting any like shackles on our art staff like we want them to kind of shoot the moon and yeah maybe they might fine-tune it but the fact that they're giving them almost open season on, you know, the, the creatures in the world is just, is so awesome.
2: Mm, you and know how... one of
0: the things. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go I was going to say,
2: you know, Nagas, you know, you know why this is different than a Naga to me. I don't like snakes. OK, it's not a fear thing. It's, it's a retribution thing. I was a kid one time. There's a story. I'll save it for the Pathfinder post show. Right, so true story. But when you're five and you have that experience, you're just like you pretty much have an aversion to them forever, right? And so nagas, they slither around. And you're like, whatever, some aquatic snake thing, right? I see this and I'm like, that's a fucking snake, man. That's I want. I, that is my. You know when raptors? How you hate hate raptors and arc? Like we all hate raptors and Ark, right? Yes, and they're kill on sight for me and arc on principle, right? <laughs> that's a bad experiences when i first started playing the game that's what this thing is for me i've never experienced it yet and i'm telling you right now life's justice 100 percent of the time on site for the fun there's no other reason it's gonna happen that's not dark overlord stuff we're talking
3: well, that's kill site, huh
2: yeah I mean, well, uh... there's, there's
0: just a, yeah there's a kill it with fire type of you yeah. know yeah i see this too and i'm like oh man i can't wait to like
2: Slutter. No,
0: totally like slice that into yeah. you with a broadsword, man. <laughs>
2: Egyptian, Egyptian mm-hmm. slug,
1: sashimi style.
2: That's gross. That's gross, dude. I don't want to think of sashimi and and a snake.
1: Tastes like chicken. <laughs> oh, dude, no, Just so you know, know, guys, every time you guys say "naga," I have to recalibrate my mind because in Arabic that means camel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Do the No hump. Joke. Do the Humpty
2: it. hump, Naga. Do the Humpty hump. No, what? <laughs> that is funny. It's okay, man. You know, you're 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 a true champion, Faisal. But I gotta admit, I do enjoy the moments when you 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 goof up your English words because they're usually timed perfectly well.
3: I mean, I got to snore, so I could easily do like a Naga Naga.
2: Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> hey, here's one. They had apparently a really big town hall at at the studios, which it sounds like they're vibing like really good right now. And I'm going to pause this because we're going to talk about this. It sounds like they're vibing super good over there at the studio, man. They got everybody in there. Everybody's at, at work in the studio doing their thing. They had a town hall because they hit their, you know, hit, hit their second milestone, right? And they were all like celebratory about it and having a good time. And it's just like, I just feel like, as we keep going further, I'm also getting like the sense of like really strong cohesion with them. Is that anybody else feeling like you're getting that like vibe, camaraderie? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Want to talk about this bad boy here? Anybody with the um, the dwarf skull <laughs> and the the shield? The
1: I love I love how Stephen added the detail <laughs> that dwarves grow their hair out of their skull yeah that's That's
2: a a fun fact for y'all he said hey lord drop for you all uh dwarves actually their beard grows through their skin from their skull and when they die it's still there it's it's, uh i
1: mean they just made it easy to make it a throw weapon (laughs) just take the (laughs) beards and throw it
2: (laughs) Uh, set the brain on fire what What, braids braids (laughs) not brain yeah sorry what I mean, these, these That's guys That's also are another scary. weapon. <laughs> the other Minotaur looked, you know, kind of cool. This one, not so much, man. I don't know that I want to, you know, that thing looks like, look at its mouth, like, dear Lord. That thing, that thing wants some sashimi. It's very friggin-
0: yeah, good. I'd, I'd hate to see what his dental plan costs. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs>
2: we got the Cyclops. You look at the scale. That's the thing I want to know. We got another biggie. here. Yes. <laughs> We take Pretty a moment.
0: a big boy. Holy
2: shit! I know. I saw that. and I was like, uh, "Did he pull a tree out of the freaking ground? Is that what's going on here? Is
0: that, is yep. that a boss, dude? That's a world boss. Yeah, yeah. who roams the Riverlands, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right. And actually, a while back, Magisto asked like what we thought about the fact that this guy roams. Love it. Yes, yeah, I am not a fan of like static world bosses that you just like wait for yeah, a spawn.
2: Right sitting there waiting
0: it does i mean it does remind me of like not necessarily like the the monster itself but this is a situation like when i was first playing burning crusade and that fell reaver in hellfire peninsula you just heard him before you saw him and you instantly like Yes. froze you're like where is this guy oh yeah and he described that like he wants to do that all the time i'm like, like that, that was definitely anxiety inducing yes back in the day so
2: that hitbox on that homie's big dude which means yeah, that it's like you heard
0: him and you were like almost like very likely dead it's pretty much
2: point. over when you hear him yeah like the bad things happen
3: yeah yeah, sure. When I see this guy, I think of Skyrim. When you go to take on the, your first, uh, oh. your first giant, you see, it's like yeah, I can take. Him. And then you get sent flying halfway across the map. I, this yes. is what I imagine as soon as I see this guy. I'm just like, I want to get sent flying.
2: That's so funny. Look at the dwarf armor on this shield, dude. That's so good. I love it. To all of our dwarven brothers and sisters in chat, may you all rest in peace. The Minotaur.
1: What, what would be extremely funny? <laughs> yeah. If, if he just like flicks you and your body flies away in World of Warcraft when you try to resurrect you have to go back to your body you're unable <laughs> to find your body yeah because it's flying across the map
3: <laughs> it's still in the air for like 10 minutes oh,
1: yeah
0: you just look it up it's like, okay, here we go <laughs> just wear man. some bioluminescent stuff so you can track your stuff you know what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's the uh there's the the potato render that uh armored cell had kind of mentioned to us last week and we shared it in discord during the show there it is if you missed it you're not in discord you should be discord.gg forward slash my name more. there you go get at me there you go one I, word th- Thick. do you know when steve when, how many c's fazel how many c's does Thick have for this one for this tater booty.
1: uncountable
2: uncountable how is it compared to Stephen was like it's got a butt crack are there any other things that have a butt crack i'm like the fungus did remember the badunk-a-dunk fungus off their, their yes. twitter <laughs> that they took they took special attention to show you the curvaceous bottom of the fungi booty also, can mm-hmm. we can we say that was what, Stephen's story about uh, June bugs quite hilarious? I was like, I think he uh, really doesn't like those those bugs. He's like, <laughs> they try to tear your skin off. I'm like, whoa, what June bugs are you? Uh, what where have you been with those June yeah. bugs? Are we? <laughs> man,
0: Yeah, that, that scarab looks a little nasty. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, me. I just honestly reminds me of like uh, the mummy. Like when they did that, it's like just. Yeah, definitely gave me the heebies, those things, man right
2: you know it's gonna be in the desert homie you know we're gonna see those in the desert man
0: oh god and it flies too
2: (laughs) you don't like them either
0: (laughs) i don't like them either i'm like i'm with steven i have never experienced a june bug and i hope the hell i never have to
2: they're not that bad that's funny people are so scared of june bugs i'm like y'all are Look at it! It's jumping over on its back to play a little bit. Look at it! It's having fun. It's a good time. Oh,
0: it's, it's it's not playing. It's, <laughs> it's on my dreams right now, bro. for <laughs> <This one's laughs> the belly rub, man. This yeah, belly rub. Like exactly. Oh god,
2: it can not be annoying. Oh my gosh, it's so funny hearing you all of this. Ah, uh, so good. Let's just go ahead and bump up. let's nope, bump forward nope, because of the people nope, who are a little scared. And can we talk about the most important showcase that Margaret made sure to share with you all? You all wanted it. You all wanted it. You got it. There it is. The tonar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> As opposed to Tolnar, it's literally just toes. And there you go. If you were curious about the tonars, if you've got any weird uh, yeah, like Revan said in chat, there things if you're interested in that sort of stuff, then that might be for you. I think you and uh Steven said something about that awkward moment. Okay, let's go ahead and just kill that, shall we? Yeah, okay, cool. Um Let's go ahead and jump to jump to jump to toe toe the races. You're missing toe. Missing toe. <laughs> Four digits. Where's your fifth? Um, there's the uh Empyrean Elf render. Uh pretty cool. They look they look I like it. They look like resting elf face as they're calling it now, apparently. Which you yeah. all they all gave me, they all I I I had someone, I don't know who, but someone decided that they wanted to say, because as a kid, I got that all the time. They used to think I had resting, you know what, face. And so they were like, oh, you had resting elf face. And I'm just like, wow, y'all, really? I was a child. (laughs) You're literally picking on the child I once was. Unbelievable. Principles and stuff like that. But I'm pretty happy with uh, the Imperial Elf, although I gotta say, yeah. Mm go
1: on It it is a little bit awesome. it is a little bit different from uh the artwork on the right true That's a good point um the face is a little bit longer from uh, well, well, what it should be at least or basically trying to make it uh, as perfect as the art however that being said um i think it's pretty spot on like the ears uh the The shape of the skull, all all those things, even the hair. The hair is actually pretty amazing.
2: I'm sharing oh. a comment and chat from Arthas. There, first time the concept doesn't look like the model. Curious. Wonder who all feels yeah. that way.
0: Um, I mean, it's it's similar.
1: It's similar, but not the same.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I think that's something that you could probably you could get there. I think fairly. Yeah with like all the sliders and stuff they were showing mm.
2: i think I that's important like, yeah. to remember
3: i can see how the old it? one looks more gentle and the new one looks more like as they as i was saying like more ferocious more like determined mm.
2: yeah,
0: I guess, yeah yeah it definitely has wow. like
3: a lot more power like i can
0: like i get that like from the mm. the stare it seems very um i, I want to say like almost animalistic like, you have, like, it's almost like got some cat vibes, like oh, that evil you? cat vibes.
3: If I was to compare it it's to a character, <laughs> I'd compare it to, like, um, Sarah Connor or, like, um, uh, the chick yeah. from Alien, um, the main female protagonist. Ridley or whatever her name was. Yeah. R- yeah.
2: Ridley or Ripley or whatever. Yeah. I, um, I
3: think it's mostly,
1: like, if they would want to make it as perfect as it can be, they need to fix three things it's the face. How tall it is. The hair needs to change, and the eyebrows. I think the eyebrows need to be, um, maybe a tad bit thicker. I don't know. Think so. I don't know. Yeah.
2: What do you think about these niqua Nikuithir,
1: awesome. I'm just expecting the haka from them. I'm not gonna lie.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like I like this better than what we were seeing because I feel like when I see these. Nikua, right, when I see these compared to, like, the Dunier, I feel like they could be more related than I felt like they could have been previously. Because I felt like the the old ones sort of looked a little more gnomish.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, I like the fact that they're yeah. a lot more visually distinct. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so you can kind of see a difference there. Yeah. Like, even, like, the Empyrean to, um, Empyrean elves to the, uh, uh Pyre, Right? Yes. You've got... Mm-hmm. You've got just visual distinctness there too. You have, you know, your Empyrean, which are more like regal, and then you've got like a forest nymph mm. with the pirate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Reference I also in like Discord Arthas. If you're in Discord, check that out. Arthas posted the Naga versus the uh, the Slithering One, Fools from Ashes, Quan uh, Fazel.
1: Comparing them to uh, the different races in the world, I mm-hmm. think they're the most uh race that have tattoos and accessories to their bodies. I agree. I definitely um, see it. Like at least in terms of uh what they showed us so far. Most mm-hmm. of them are just like headwear or uh nothing on their face, but yeah. for the Nakua you have all the tattoos, you have all the scar I, I, not not really for scars, but uh like earrings, all these things. Yeah. Uh so we got a glimpse of that, which is
3: really nice, I think.
2: Pacific Islander Hobbits, meat hooks and
3: <laughs> well, well, as a kiwi kiwi myself, like like I only live in Australia now, but like yeah, I, I love mature. like the, the art style and stuff really fits well. Like I, the Same. tattoos, the hairstyle, like mm-hmm. just the facial structure itself. It just feels it feels right at home with the um the Polynesian sort of vibes, exactly. And Maori sort of vibes. I really like it. I agree. Same. Yeah, yeah I'm actually do really we, happy with them.
1: Do we still consider them to be the hippie dwarves or no?
2: Um, <laughs> no, they don't look so hippie to me. Not they so much. Like they actually feel a little more warrior to me now. To be honest, like you know, like they're coastal, but I mean, you know, you think about, you know,
1: we won't know until we're in the game. True story. <laughs>
2: let's let's look at these now the dude i'm digging the valoon changes oh yeah holy shit man and the the lore bit that we got on this too yes. y'all so i call that oh my gosh dude i'm gonna let me find the actual quote on this one but i'll let you guys go ahead and kind of dig in on your thoughts about the uh valin real quick
0: grandma and Ooh, you got the right mail that's like sim's brother from another mother <laughs>
2: What do you mean? Seriously, I looked at him like,
0: man, that looks like Sim. Does it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, you just, yep. you just need some gin ears, man. And then you'd be all good. The
2: nose is wrong. The she- I like the ears.
0: Well, you know, he's a descendant. You're a descendant. So there's got to be some, <laughs> you know, variation <laughs> in the bloodline.
3: Mm-hmm. That's that's where the obsession with loot comes from, eh?
2: <laughs> well played.
3: This is, un- this is ridiculous. The old heritage.
0: But yeah, I, I like the Jin reference because I was like, the first thing that I noticed was the ears here. And then I was like, oh, they're yeah. a little pointed. I wonder why that is. And then he went in that lore bit. I'm like, oh, makes sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, that and honestly, you know, their character art in general always blows me away. But especially what they do with the female characters specifically, hence, you know, my background. But I was yeah. really blown away with what they did with the with the female here, too. I mean, it was just very and no, it just gave me like Aladdin vibes, but in a good way. Right. It wasn't <clears throat> like it didn't feel artificial. It just felt like they were really trying to go for a cultural look
2: like and I'm so, Middle Eastern, but these things are wrong. OK, like the nose does not look like me. I don't have pointed ears. OK. Just because they're bigger <laughs> ears doesn't mean that they are okay uh the the cheekbones are all wrong just because he's got a bald head that's just coincidental okay
1: if you both share the dark Overlord soul it, my face. friend if we're talking with the eastern uh as as races yeah because like you have way too many different varieties like yes you Egypt do is very different from saudi arabia yep. to india to iran to yep. all these
2: exactly places.
1: you have so many different varieties yeah of things yeah uh, but still the guy on the left does look like you
2: no he doesn't
1: <laughs> wow, you're just, you're just dude and i thought maybe <laughs> he was gonna
2: i thought that was going as like maybe a little backup there
0: uh even agreeing with us yeah you know so yeah but wow. but the
1: jewelry um in terms of jewelry what they have on we do have in at least in the middle eastern yeah. uh, middle east in general we do have these things yeah but these are they look more indian than arabic
2: <laughs> hold on oh. Majisto said looks like sim if he hung out with fazel for a while <laughs>
1: I I kind
2: of feel a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, retribution on that one,
1: Habibi. I'll give you the tip. No, don't dude. worry.
2: <laughs> hey, check this one. Here here it is. Are you ready for this? If the people aren't watching, right, and you're just listening on the podcast places, the Valune updated concept art for both the female and the male. And in this, Stephen noted. That the Velune had Jin ancestry, which begins to show and display once they pass through the portal. Ooh. So I'm. Th- are we thinking that's because? Here's here's my question. Okay, I want to know how you all read this. Did you when you heard him say that? Is that when we come back through the portal, or once we went through and left?
0: I would say when we come back. Considering really? Sanctus is a land without magic,
1: read it one more time just to make sure.
2: Okay, so the Velune had Jin ancestry, which begins to show and display once they pass through the portal. So here's my here's my thing: if it shows when they begin to pass through the portal, it's when you come back. I'm gonna have to hit up Steven about this one. If it if it if it shows when you come back through the portal to Vera, then my question is, why wasn't it there when you left? Right. So my thoughts are like maybe that manifested when they went to Sanctus because now the stuff in Vera was going on. And so now they began to like evolve differently than their, you know, other Ayla human counterparts.
1: I don't know. Maybe like Houdini powers just turned off. I don't know.
2: Houdini powers turned. I
0: kind of <laughs> almost feel like plugged. the they come through the portal, and the <laughs> essence, the essence is like alive and well in Vera. Mm. That it starts like infusing and changing them because of that. I just have that feeling. And then when they went to Sanctus, that essence, that magical part, just got stripped away because i mean i would just imagine too like if you had like races like you know matt or i would what i would consider more magical races that aren't necessarily like human based like your um like your renkai or like even honestly the elf races i'm just wondering if kind of like that whatever mechanic they had in like um in world of warcraft when you went back in time. But then you couldn't be like a particular race because they either didn't exist or what have you so they turned you into a human i kind of almost feel like that might have been like what happened is they went through the portal the portal kind of stripped away their magic which kind of what made them like offshoot into you know from the parent races into the sub races that they are now and then they returned and they started getting some of that heritage back
2: interesting I mean, that would certainly be a really interesting play, I think, to come back through it. So now you which makes you wonder, too, right? Like what other races could potentially change when they come back through the portal in some way? Because, I mean, the the reality is, is like there's no magic on Sanctus. You come through the portals, the Vera, and now you've got magic, right? And you're having to learn how to use that magic. So it would make sense that that magic could sort of be as it's infused and you could start to change other things that have like magical qualities to them definitely would make sense
1: but if if uh, does does that mean that sanctus has zero magic
2: that's a great question fazel i'm having a hard time i'm having a hard time thinking that personally i feel I like know, it's they a did vanity. say it was a
0: world devoid of magic i don't know that seems to me like it's not gonna have magic
2: right or it's yeah, just suppressed right. there because my thing is, is if it's a planet right and it's like another material plane. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, I think the question then is like, where does sanctus lie in re, in regard to like its like oh. closeness to the well, essence
1: or whatever? Right. My question is, if everything is created with essence, yes, how was it created?
2: Yes, exactly. That's my point too, right? Because the void is furthest from the essence right the plane where the gods exist is closest to the essence right and the gods uh they are masters of the essence right they weren't i mean my understanding is they weren't created by it and they didn't create it right
1: they exist separately
2: with the gods at least yes
1: how does the portal reopen if it doesn't Mm -hmm. have magic
2: uh, there's a lot of questions, man, about Sanctus that just need answers. And I really want to know the answers. Cause the thing is, is like, if it's a place without magic, right? Where does it exist in relation to the essence and how can that happen if the essence is used to create everything? I mean, everything else, right. has some sort of an alignment with it, whether it's far or close,
1: and this goes back to my original series. Someone tripped over a stick, man, <laughs> and turned on something. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so you think it's
2: because someone just tripped over a stick, Faisal? It's deep. Yep.
0: I mean, yep. The, the way I look at it is, is this way, right? Is like there's different planes of existence, right? And there could okay. be planes of existence that have magic and ones that don't but that that doesn't necessarily mean if a portal opens to a place without magic that that place has magic like if i think of like other stories that have had this element of traveling to another world from the real world right where the real world didn't have magic it wasn't because the real world ended up getting magic for some reason right is somebody did something and connected the worlds one of magic and one without so right. I'm still like I'm still on the camp of mm. there was no magic and then as you went through the portal because there was no magic whatever magical component of your DNA in it of any race was stripped away but when you returned it was there kind of waiting for you to come back
2: right so that
0: would be I guess my take on it I'm still thinking that you've got to have that divide and there's there's different planes of existence. And like you said, some are closer to the essence, some are, you know, further or completely cut off from the essence. Yeah. So I still feel like it's going to be something as opposed to being pulled to Sanctus. It was pushed to Sanctus for whatever reason. And maybe that's, you know, why we haven't heard a lot about like the goddess of creation, like open the portals, Mm -hmm. but maybe why the goddess of creation didn't go through the portal.
2: Right. Or why they got closed. Because remember, the goddess of creation's avatar was poof.
0: Yeah, question exactly.
2: How that happened? Was it like the ancients and the others? Was it a matter of like because my a, a fun theory on that for me is like if people that are devoted to praising you would power your avatar and the souls are sort of like a construct mm. in which, you know, their a, ability to exist as avatars, in the material plane is sort of like possible then as more people leave the people that praise you are fewer and fewer and then potentially like what keeps you your avatar capable of even being there could go poof but then the question is what opens them because if then if it is the goddess of creation whose avatar of the phoenix right it basically goes into dust or whatever. And then we get that cool story about how like the tree maybe is sprouting up from it. As I believe, as many of us believe, and that lava tree is sort of there. Then like, how is that germination sort of like thing even happening without people? You know what I mean? There's like this weird, almost like somewhat paradoxical thing that occurs with that idea, if that were possible. Um, So there's just like a lot of questions that, that I have like no answers to. Probably try to My get...
1: last theory would be Yes, what happens if we take all the bad gods and put them into Sanctus?
3: <laughs> a good time. That's what happens. <laughs> armored Phil, yeah. man. He's all about the
2: darkness. <laughs>
3: What's, What's their magic you're, you're just wearing disappear? made of? <laughs> like...
2: uh, gosh, I don't know if I want to answer that question at this point, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, we do not He hasn't really gone into detail of what happens in Sanctus, right? Like, we don't no. know who was in charge, nope. what was happening, like what yeah. the world was like. Seems Before like if it's... time stopped and yeah. kept going, like
2: yeah. I mean, it seems like it would logically make sense if, like, the gods created this place completely separate from right, and the portals can take you there because then that way, if if there's no essence that functions there, then. You know, maybe that like is like a blanket sort of hides the people, right? Because the ancients wanted to, they didn't, they wanted the races gone. They, you know, the races, the ancients and the others, there's like this, we're going to come back and take out what you created now that we're back, right? That was like their goal per- corrupt creation, like manipulate it, destroy it, just whatever, right? And, you know, if that's your purpose when you come back, well, it's kind of a buzzkill if you take those people and go, sorry, you have fun with the planet. You get some of us, but the majority of us are out of sight, out of mind. No oh, question mark, right? Which is going to be kind of fun. I, I'm like really ready to get to this math discussion though. you guys, are you guys ready to kind of talk about this? Can we do that? Any other thoughts about yep. stuff? No. Okay, cool. We're going to kill this thing right here and we're going to do it. Oh, number one. I hypothesized the map would be bigger. 1,200 square kilometers bigger. Mm, That's a lot more different, isn't it? Also, the map's orientation has changed. That continent on the right to the east, that thing flipped. It flipped. Did it? Mm -hmm. I was looking at it kind of weird man
3: it's getting a lot a lot different compared to the original map the um, did with the campaign like it's getting very different to what it was
2: mm-hmm. they added islands and if you look at the D&D board the, the physical board they've used they had those islands we had talked about before and now they've got some of those back there too yeah they did a 180 with it but the eastern continent not the western one the western one is the same the eastern continent, it literally flipped. Of course, there's more stuff there as well, like the Pelagora and all that. But this this map is pretty big, and apparently they've hidden a lot of the names and things too. So um, yeah, but there, let's let's hit a pause on that. So if you remember the old, and I don't have it, and there's the uh perspective that armored cell is talking about on the left, left continent sort of looks like Phoenix, Griffin, or something. I don't. Griffin, yeah. yeah, I don't see the right. I don't see the creature on the right it's one that you talked about. Creature but... on the right's
3: upside down, so the uh-huh. head's at the bottom of the half. Oh, so there's two lakes down the there. bottom with two eyes, like just just where the um just just like the grassland. Oh the, yeah, the grass two lakes and okay. eyes. down. You can see the wings that on the far right side.
2: Oh, that's kind of trippy. So I it's can like see this, it
3: yeah it's like this don't know what it is but it's like this and those mm. two like those two lakes are placed in like eyes
2: how interesting so curious because i mean the, this clearly like the orientation of the the world just changed like both in regard to like having more you know land masses added and obviously you've got a lot of a lot more like space now the thing about this map to keep in mind is the sea space is is grander we have more space to sort of run around on the open seas yes but the clarification is coastal areas are not pvp it's basically the open seas that are like the the pvp enabled constantly pvp area which i mean i feel like that sh- sh- should be it makes sense right like i mean ashes of creations an open world right pvp game it should yeah should be pretty much anywhere i mean even if it was coastal i'd be like i mean i get that too so you know pvp to me should be pretty much anywhere at any time anyway in a game like this but um 1,200 square kilometers. They said the oceans and lakes are roughly 750 kilometers squared and 450 kilometers to potentially 480 square kilometers of land. So they're sort of in between that. That's per Stephen. Um, Reorientation of the continents, the additional bays have been included, as well as additional islands, which are a throwback to what happened in the Story of Ashes of Creation Pathfinder campaign, right? So if you go and you check out that tangible tabletop, campaign board you'll see this is very reflective of that now i guess general thoughts about the map changes gentlemen we're going to let this keep on scrolling on through for people
0: i mean i i love the names actually just like being able to see some of the names i think was really cool i mean i i'm interesting that it doesn't appear like the <laughs> like land piece has gotten much bigger but there's a lot more ocean, which means like I would expect they would have some undiscovered land masses you might have or under like they were talking about. I, th- mm. I thought they mentioned something about like underwater content or something there and really kind of playing up the naval aspect. And I think that was that was really like cool to hear. I mean mm-hmm. I can, in general I'm like I do like bigger um and I do like the fact that they're really focusing on what's the right balance so that you have like travel means something you don't necessarily like you have um I don't know it kind of reminded me a little bit of like my EverQuest experience in the sense that like travel was very meaningful there I mean at some point they added teleportation but it was you know at least early on it was somewhat (laughs) limited you had only certain classes that could do it and it was at certain points and they weren't necessarily convenient uh so i do like the fact that it's like you could be like running mm-hmm. for a while and it's you know it's not in a place where you're gonna really be safe even if you like hang in certain like you know stay on the road or stay off the road whatever your case may be i just remember like some really long runs in everquest where you like had to hug the mountains Otherwise, if you got into the valley, you were gonna get rolled by some <laughs> baddies. So yeah, that was uh, I'm really excited about like what they've done with the map now.
3: Yeah, yeah I I really like how they've done the like uh, they spoke about the uh open seas being more PVP oriented oriented because like if you're out of open season you're far a distance away from show you're not going to walk up to each other and be like hey you want to do some pvp like it's it's you're going to be far distance away you're going to be shooting <laughs> cannons before anything happens like yeah it's, it, it sort of makes sense at that point like coastal you would be a bit closer so it might make a bit more sense but when you are far out in sea, like it's it's pirate territory out there it's, it's it's all for all
2: Ooh, this is a good discussion point what's going to happen when someone's chasing a ship down and they make it to coastal waters
3: yo Sounds... ho
1: yo ho a pirate's life for me
3: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think if they shot back at any point they'd be flagged for a certain amount, period of time before mm-hmm. you're unflagged i think there'd be like some sort of cooldown thing so you can't just like shoot them once and then go back and coast will be safe again
0: yeah i so would expect happens. you would remain flagged until you perish
1: yeah, and, and they I don't avoid. think you're going to be able to drift with a boat. I don't think it's going to be that tactical <laughs> maneuvers. Drift with the boat, pull off.
2: <laughs> Drifting on the water. Yeah. yeah,
0: you're not just going to run people to the guards and call it a day. I think that would yeah. just be too exploitive to end up in the final game. I would
2: imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of the things in chat too, which um is on the notes here, but it is essentially i mean it's not a flat earth but it kind of is in terms in terms of map right you, there's no wrap around for the map so you can't go to the complete east and then yeah. go around and come back which it it's kind of unfortunate because it does it does for me at least take away from a sense that this world is fully connected um but then again i kind of look at A lot of games and it's kind of it's kind of typical for for a lot of games especially games like this where you got your map and you got your area and you know whenever they they add things later um you know content wise that could be something they change i could understand yeah exactly along with maybe more naval content or something um from my perspective i think like what are we what are we trying to accomplish by launch right it's the vision of the game um and i think people that might have concerns about them increasing the map size being like oh is that scope creep it's like well you got to remember it's more water they're creating more space in the ocean for yeah. so it's you know it's not really a, a big a big change if anything you're just kind of giving yourself more room to grow into later um, as opposed to building up on more of what you're planning to deliver initially right
0: yeah and I would be interested too, like how they're going to handle travel like between continents when you're not like in your own vessel like Mm -hmm. say you don't have a boat but you need to maybe get to another side of the map for a dungeon run or something like that I mean obviously there's going to be like family summons and all of that but barring that is there going to be any type of coastal travel that you wouldn't necessarily like you' know no, be able to exploit by saying, "Hey, I've got resources on me, so I'm just going to use this fast travel point, but I would be interested to see like how they're gonna navigate that right. um in general, just to get people together That's if so you funny. don't have a boat like how do you how do you get to the other continent, for example,
2: mm, yeah or is it I
0: mean... is the higher content or is the higher content like on this other island so you kind of need to progress to a certain point?" to move off of one island to go to the other or how do the you know um entry portals for each of the races work out and as a as it relates to the map so that was like maybe some bigger questions i had with the fact that they expanded a lot more ocean um and it's not necessarily like safe to travel like pvp aside like you know the big bads that
1: are out there that we've seen a safe way to travel just sail with the pirates
2: I think you'll have I think you'll have ferries because we already know that you're going to have like flight path sort of system. You know whether it's you know land mounts that are doing the running or whatever, like that's going to exist. I would be shocked if they didn't have a system where you could travel across using a ferry as well. But I mean, you're still going to be there. There's still the risk of like okay, well, you traveled across now, but now you're here and you still got to go from wherever you're you're planning to get to without getting jacked, so Yeah, I don't see that being an issue. That would be like extremely taxing just for overall travel if you didn't have that, I think. It's like the landmass itself is pretty pretty expansive. I mean, when they're talking about, what, 50 minutes to go from essentially the north to the south or vice versa. Yeah, so airships are very specific to scientific nodes, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. So
0: you yeah, you think. need to be a certain level of scientific know to unlock that, and if it's mm-hmm. only to your vassals, if I'm not
2: mistaken. Of the same yeah. type, yes. So it'd have to yeah, be I'm other scientific that. vassals, right?
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: Hashtag game guides, AshesHQ, baby. Get at me. The beautiful thing of doing these and keeping them updated is I keep myself like... <laughs> like I literally oh. did a tra- transportation video recently, and I was like, oh, right, yeah. All right, cool. Swim like Phelps? Oh, yeah, that's um unfortunate. But what do you think about the travel time? North to South, 50 minutes, uh, 75 if you're on foot.
3: I heard that and I was like, yes, that's a, that's a, I, I like that. I, I really like the distance and like I was hoping it wasn't going to be too quick, like less than an hour. But 75 minutes, I've, that's, that's that's good. I feel like it's pretty yeah, good.
0: I, yeah, I remember the runs between um, a couple of points in EverQuest and they were good 20, 25 minutes. I don't right. remember those those times when you put yourself on auto run and hope you don't get killed because you're like this is taking too long. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think it was it it gave travel meaning versus like being able to teleport or fly everywhere. I mean, it's very convenient, mm-hmm. but it does make the game world smaller than it actually like should be
2: i mean if you think about it though right like 50 minutes sounds great in theory but you've got like terrain to navigate are you trying to go straight shot through the world versus staying on roads and i think that's important right because like straight shot from tip to tips one thing but when you've got like creatures people you know you yep. running through forests etc versus are you staying on a road if you're staying on a road that's probably gonna take you a lot longer uh, road yeah.
3: paladins like anything, er, can take you down on the roads like
2: yeah so i think it's gonna be interesting you have to see because and you know i'm like looking at the map and i'm like from what area to what area when i look at that right like what point are you talking about going because if i'm like north like in the western continent right if i'm the northwestern tip and i want to go all the way down to the southwestern tip like i don't feel like that's gonna take 50 minutes man on a mount i feel like that's gonna take like an, a well over an hour probably yeah that's what i think i think i think there's well, too many if it's on foot
0: yeah it's like 75 minutes right exactly it was 50 minutes mounted
2: 50 yep yeah that's assuming nothing gets in your way at all
3: so i, I feel like it would be more. You, have you could have like a specialized speed mount as well
2: Like true yeah that's true i mean i i feel like roughly an hour I mean that makes that makes sense. Like I mean, I think of other games I've played that have large worlds. I mean that's kind of that's kind of a good reference point. I think World of Warcraft. Right when I went from one northern side of the continent to the southern one, that took me like a good solid hour, even on even on like a mount, like it's big ass, it's a big ass run. And then not including like if I'm running off foot. If you're on foot, forget about it. it's an like hour half to two hours easy uh working under the assumption that you're not running into anything and most of the time unless you're max level and things aren't as prone to attack you you're still gonna gonna be and this is an open world pvp game the whole continent worth of time that you gotta work you gotta manage to get there and not run into something and you're you're gonna run into something man mm-hmm. even on a map you think something's not gonna knock you off that damn thing it's at least once
3: or more. Tell me that send you straight back up the <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Knock you off into the water. You gotta die, go under yep. your corpse, and yeah. Something tells me 75 is like a really low estimate on foot, and 50 is really low. Or best case scenario, if nothing gets in your way, and I don't feel like that's gonna happen very likely, very frequently. But then the question is like, what's the actual travel time? I think foot north to south generally nothing too much in your way an hour and a half i mean it's about it's about right that's just my perspective though and i'm basing that on a lot of other games because like if you want the game to be you know you want the world to be bigger and bigger then it's going to take longer to run but you know there's only a certain amount of space that we're talking about here
3: can i just say one thing can Mm -hmm. we put a reference chat for all the skills that fought um the last map was the actual map so now like, like oh yeah we're gonna start at this p- position and we're gonna have to do all this planning and now it's like completely flip them on the heads and like you have to re- restart all over again and be like and okay, now where are you yep. go? like this yep. gives that have been like this is exactly what we're going to do and like you don't know what's going to happen everything's subject to change and we've got a brand true new map story
2: like, i know i was like man i i didn't really feel like that map was a true reflection of the i mean the fact that they here's my thing too and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a doomer at all, but when the right continent has been flipped 180 with the map change, that tells me that that potentially that continent hasn't even been worked on too much yet. That's just my, that's just my uh, assumption, my speculation, if you will. Right. Cause I, I don't see flipping that if you've already worked on it in the game and cause you gotta, you want to go and actually like shift all that around. You know what that takes Takes a lot. It's a lot of time to go and shift around a map in a game, man. Take that entire chunk of space. It's an open world MMORPG. This is not like a zoning thing. Mm. That's pretty significant. So I feel like they probably had like a lot of the, the western side done, which would be a pretty solid reflection for Alpha Two, too, wouldn't it? Because if they're those are the zones and the biomes we're gonna see, like I'm thinking you're probably gonna see a chunk of that map then that general center-ish area I think I mean I don't know
0: there was a comment in chat on that I mean and it made me think I don't know how difficult that would be with Unreal 5 though right it's potentially could be easier like I said I'm not a developer so I can't speak to that but I'm wondering I'm wondering if that also helps it because if all you're doing is shifting the orientation maybe there's a way to kind of do that at a macro level and you just take the whole content and shift it but any unreal experts feel free to disagree because i'm i'm not an expert in that space
2: and i'm a basic with it with ue5 too you know but it's still i mean you're still talking about world building in-game world building how easy it is to move around that i don't know but you know placing you know things on on the world it takes time to go through all that and it's not mm-hmm. as simple as like just a cut and paste of this area and then just moving it now re reorganizing the entire continent that that probably is is probably what they did because that continent changed too though right and they plus they added more space so and at what right. point did they start doing that was that just when they you know was i mean at what point did they do that they could have been doing that before they moved to ue5 as well for all we know who knows, but I'm still, I'm still on the side of like summer second quarter to summer next year for like an actual alpha two, maybe, maybe, maybe even earlier, maybe February, March, somewhere in there potentially. But yeah, it's hard to know for sure. Isn't that,
3: I mean, well, if they flipped that side and not the other side, does that mean that they'll be working on the left side more than the right?
2: I mean, I feel like, I feel like the left side in general, we've seen a lot more of overall. But that's just my perspective. Like, yeah, they still have added islands. And then who knows with like the water? I mean, I don't know, man. There's no telling because the thing is, we never got a we never really got a snapshot of their world, have we? So we don't know squat. It's all speculation at this point. Um, How much is actually done? How much is out there? We've seen definitely more of the Western side, though, in terms of like biomes
1: biomes isn't just like it is a big yeah. part of world building sure. but uh in terms of details that's where it really shines in terms of buildings True. the ruins all these things we True. haven't really seen much of that we've seen any of it um okay this biome have uh, has uh What's it called? This raid or this dungeon, and this is how the gate looks, but we never really see it in nature or in a natural form. And we don't know how many there are going to be around the map. We've only seen one. I don't know, one from what? 500? 300? 10? 20? Huh? Dude, I mean, we,
2: yeah, that's so true though. Like, detail on the map. <laughs> Having like a video showing off like a bear or like a creature, and then having the backdrop of the world, that's yeah. not detail, man. that's just literally like weather in an area on a map. you have no idea what all's really there. yeah, it's true, but talking about nodes, oh boy, vassal node changes. Node changes, we don't get 103, we get 85 now. Which my take on this, it's it seems like a good idea because it it means when uh, when when a metropolis potentially is taken out, right? If you've got less nodes, I mean you got more impact on on the greater world as a whole. Mm-hmm. So to me. I mean, this aligns with division statement, which is mm-hmm. nodes changing the world's landscape. Mm. I don't know what you all think about that, though. I mean, yeah, quality over quantity is my perspective. That's exactly what I said on Friday as well. But your your general thoughts about the, the node changes? I mean, I'm pretty happy uh, with it.
3: The Xs being both ones and twos, has that even been clarified before? Like, I, That's sort of new to me
2: no i i don't remember that being clarified before right the the sort of interchangeability there i always saw it as like a hierarchical structure in terms of yeah. like numbers um yeah. and then and, it, and yeah
1: there wasn't always a limitation to it now we know that one metropolis can hold two level fives back then it was free for all like oh this level six can hold as many level fives as it wants uh That type of thing, as long as it's in its zone of influence.
3: Um, so yeah,
2: yeah. And I'm you gonna to, to good. Hmm. You, you can go
3: totally to... pick like which nodes you want now. Like, oh, I see you're a good level five, but the f- level five right next to you—that's a lot better. And if you don't pull up, pull up your game and start earning us more gold, we're going mm. to we're gonna have to circumvent you and go around you.
2: <laughs> Not making the cut.
3: <laughs> Not making the cut.
2: <laughs> Not making the cut, man.
0: Yeah, I do, I do feel the logic is a lot more clear now and like the way they explained it. And I do like the fact that there's less nodes. It just, because uh, I think just being able to see the impact on the world and, and honestly making change matter is what's important to me, um, for this and what really drew me to the game to begin with around nodes is like what you do as a player group <laughs> has an impact on the world. And if you have, so many like nodes and you don't necessarily have like this level of relationship with them where it is like if there's a node that rises above the rest it's really gonna i want to say Mm -hmm. limit but it's really going to impact the other nodes within a zoi i it just it just makes a lot more sense to me that they're doing this so i don't i mean i don't expect it you know, if there is negative feedback on it, i'm I guess I would venture to say my opinion is they don't really understand why it's important to have less is more here um uh, so yeah, I do like that and and they were very good about even though the the discussion that Stephen was having was very intense, it's like you had to watch the stream a few times to kind of get okay and well, unpack all of it. It was good that they had some visuals to help streamline like what they were trying to say and the dependencies. And plus, I mean, the policies thing. I'm like, I love that system. He was talking about that. And he was also talking about taxes, which I know he meant he didn't mention the name of the game, but I was like, that is so New World. New World was like literally like a guild controlled or an alliance controlled, (laughs) like a you know, a particular like town. And all they did was just, you know, if they mismanaged the cash it was you know they were more spending it like outright versus actually being able to make decisions that impacted the node and improved quality of life and that was that system was so taxing no no pun intended because of the fact that like you just had people that could literally just withdraw the you know the resources and profit out of the the town and not necessarily do anything other than line their own pockets which i'm so glad that they made that and plus they like there's just so much here that i really liked, and the fact that like policies are unlocked based on conditions and whether or not you had certain buildings and what race you were. And it was just like they only showed like a snapshot of a few things you could see, potentially see. I don't know if those policies were final, but the fact that you had so many different options that you could potentially unlock it really, as opposed to it just being like once you got the node, you kind of had like all these options that were all available to you. You really now need to be more strategic in how you build out the node. Well, if I want this type of bonus, I, I, need a barracks or I need, like, I don't know, a lumber mill or whatever. Right. Right. Whatever um, is needed. And so that was that was really exciting because I didn't expect them to go into this level of detail right. at this point. But the fact that they did and they're already thinking about, OK, well, you have a limited number of slots for policies and here's how you potentially could unlock things. Um, it just it. It just built upon that whole idea that I was talking about at the start was there's so many layers to what they're trying to do mm-hmm. and it just felt like there was just a lot of thinking happening on how this can be designed and designed well versus just you know slapped together with you know chewing gum and use pinball machine parts like other games that I've experienced <laughs> don't forget duct tape duct, tape duct tape, oh,
2: duct, tape. duct but tape duct tape
0: actually does something so that's why I kind of left it out
1: mm, fair enough <laughs>
2: What'd you all think of the policies, man?
3: Like a good snapshot. The for asylum sure. one. The asylum one. Same. Listen, there it is.
2: Yeah. The asylum yeah. one to me was like probably my favorite. Yeah, I was like, wow. I didn't even think that was a
0: thing. Right. How, but that was it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. And that and I just, they were talking about like the racial things. I'm like, okay. So there's a Renkai one. There's a Kalar one. And they're minimal. And it's like, depending on who it is, it's like,
1: hmm. So I'm yeah. I'm a little bit confused when it comes to these policies like is it segregated uh to two sections where uh, depending on race and you have the other section which is like asylum and all Harvest. these other things. Yeah yeah
2: right like are there some that are like utility
1: and then some are like
2: racial specific
1: right Exactly, yeah. depending on the node and how it's brought up. Okay, if this is a dwarvish, ma- dwarvish majority, so you can have the Dwarvish policy. Is that, like is that. that how it's going to work? I mean, I yeah.
2: So. I, I'm hoping so. Yeah, it's so. based
1: on the influence, right? So yeah. whoever like
0: built up the node, they would have access to those racials. So that way it's not just cosmetic, okay. it's also like does
1: like does some sort of mechanical, functional thing as well. That Absolutely,
2: would be cool. yeah. Okay, like that. so
1: if... I will only have access to that one policy, the Dwarvish one, if my node is uh, dominated by Dwarvish uh, lifestyle systems and stuff. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Now, when it comes to uh, the other part, which is Asylum and uh, Harvest and etc., how fast am I able to change these policies it's oh, a good question man
0: yeah that is a very good question i yes, don't know is. um and, and i think also not everything is going to be available at the start either you need to potentially invest in certain buildings to get certain certain bonuses you might and they even talked about religion playing a part here too like your deity might give you access to those options as well so if you're you know yeah, on the armored cell camp, you might, you might have that dark overlord bonus, you know.
2: <laughs> I don't know you.
0: As, as Sim strokes his, his beard, uh, accident
2: exited. <laughs> that's not what that is. That's not what that is. Now, every time people see me doing that, they're going to think that's what I'm doing because of you, because of this moment. Hashtag dark overlord stuff and
3: That's right. And I, can never... grow here, so I can't do that. I'm sorry. You have to do it for me i can't i can't grow one so you
2: could you could just do this to your to your chin to the skin on your chin on general
3: feels yeah. creepy man i can't do that yeah. there needs, to be something, there
0: needs to be something there man I just... And you're also missing the dark overlord merch on the
2: store dude I'm no saying. i'm not it's because there is none although now i should sneak one in there just for funsies like some dark eyes squinting
0: yeah, you need a hoodie, right? A hoodie there. Oh my god, right? Where it's With on the top, top where you can
2: Ah, oh, that's so mm-hmm. good, dude. Where you can pull your hood down and it's literally like dark eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna like legit do that this week for fun, just because that's freaking epic, dude. <laughs> this is my mask, or is this my mask? Ooh. You know. I like that these like percentages aren't like massive they're they're impactful enough to where you know I mean five to ten percent's pretty it's pretty solid right but I mean the 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 point in chat too from bone there saying when with citizen voting and this is what I want to actually note right here I'm gonna actually throw this one up on screen as well because I feel like this is a good one when you with citizen voting you have to make choices. And convince people to accept the policy unless the mayor sneaks in when everyone's asleep i mean that's that's as good a play player agencies you're going to get and politics right are you gonna piss off the people or are you gonna like you know sort of do what they're wishing and then again like what kind of system are you talking about as well right because militaristic versus like democratic sort of sort of a thing right it's gonna be very different it's going to be interesting
1: maybe you're able to change the policies on like every time a season would change you're able to change a policy
3: like Mm. every week i think they said that it's like a 48 hour voting period but you can increase like do a quick snap vote for like eight hours or something like in certain circumstances i think they said something Mm. along those lines i'm
2: looking for it right now on the node policies area um such a long area right it's huge jeez I mean this this was like probably one of the this might be our biggest developer outline uh notes yeah we've got it like and again Mm. I'm gonna link it in chat so if y'all wanna take a look the Q&A for this month was super minimal in comparison right but there it is on the HQ uh oh the caravansary we gotta talk about that too because that was a good one um let me let me go back up here though talking about this I'm looking for it some policies can occupy multiple slots that one that's an interesting one multiple Mm -hmm. slots they increase your percentage and potentially right cost benefit analysis though too because you're you know you're not having something else And the happiness component, I think, was interesting too, right? Happiness is predicated on certain achievements that can happen in the world: story arcs uh, that get finished, bosses that can be killed, new buildings that can be constructed, number of citizens, number of citizens leaving, number of houses that have been foreclosed, and lots of other different things. Um, said when when that happiness is met at a certain point, and even without that happiness, the policy choice is just affected in some way. You may choose policies that do certain things for the node. This is a big strategic decision uh, that the node needs to agree on, and therein lies what Bone was talking about. When a policy is deployed, it confers benefits to the citizen area building's mayor, some policies are reflected by the culture's influence of its citizen, which we saw with like the racial ones that we talked about, right? And some policies um, are reflected by culture's influence of citizens from a specific building that was built in the node, for example, a building that attracts PCs that are weaponsmiths. Some are social organizations, temple dependent. Um, all of these are chosen by the citizens in order to best align with their progression within the game and their game style lot of agency for players but also a lot of responsibility for those uh, mayors to to do right by people can you imagine the mayor that chooses to try to slide something in when people aren't looking it's almost like real world politics a bit right like slide something in you aren't looking you voted on this but we tucked this one in there and just kind of got it in and then it's like uh-oh that's the arthas and chat pretty stoked right now it's the most in depth game ever good lord
3: well, can you mention a part of like espionage for the um like the thieves guild where you can like mm-hmm. sneak in and, and do a policy on their behalf by and mm-hmm. i like the mayor did this and like no someone else snuck in and did it for me
2: right some are social organizations right oh dude oh that sounds fun for real
3: We've got asylum. We're getting ready to get these people over. And the Phoenix Guild comes in and takes away the asylum just before it comes in. Oh, my God.
2: You imagine that, dude? That is legit. That is some seriously good sabotage. You come in, and the social organizations that might have influence over a node go in. They choose to, like, take something away right before they know that node's going to get potentially siege or something. Oh, that is tasty, dude. That's some good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. But that's that really
1: nice. also brings in the discussion how, if, one, uh, if one level 6 node falls, does that mean level five, four, three, two, and 1 falls as well? Everything that's under it?
2: I mean, if I remember reading correctly, let me go up to what they talked about with the vassal nodes, because I feel like that was sort of a thing, wasn't it? Yes, like Some, that.
1: something
2: like that. Okay, here we go, right here. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to find that because I feel like that was a yes. It is a yes. Okay, thank you. I'm pretty sure I remember Steven saying yes on the stream. You know, I wish that I could right off the cuff give you all the answer to that, but as you all remember, there were so many things that were shared and discussed. We're going to be processing it. Yeah, for a while, but there you go. I like this too. I'm going to link this one in chat right here. Oh, it's only level one and two. Okay. Mayors have emergency actions they can take depending on certain predicates that get met. If the emergency action occurs, they may be, oh boy, bonelessly oh. gifted subs. Thanks, homie. Predicates get met. If an emergency action occurs, they may get or may be able to spend their influence as mayor to set up a policy to vote within only an hour.
3: Oh, Al, I thought it was eight. Sorry, my bad. I was oh, way my
2: off. God. That way they maybe will sneak it through. So I wonder, that's going to be interesting. So if a social organization tried to undermine Takeaway Asylum, and then the mayor could potentially, who's paying attention, could sneak in an emergency meeting and then potentially get it back, that just sounds really fun. <laughs> like, that just sounds like some fun, like, you got to be on your A game, man. Yeah,
3: you Let's come back home and the ingenuity. policy changed yeah, twice. a <laughs> different level.
1: That's amazing.
3: Get all these notifications that like your policies changed four times in a row. Back to back. To water, <laughs> water, <right>. water,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hammers in chat, by the way, to everybody today, you all have been super generous and uh, lots of contributions tonight from everybody in the community. Much love everybody. So, oh my gosh, I feel like talking about Vassal nodes and talking about the voting, the voting to me like I agree with what Dalis was talking about earlier. Like people think, oh no, if what are the what's the mayor gonna do with the taxes? Like that's that's with the node. That's that's the nodes thing, right? They aren't gonna be able to take that, pocket it. Tons of hammers in chat. Much love, y'all.
3: This is I know this might be a little oh, sorry. Oh, go on,
2: man, go on, go on.
3: I know this might be a little bit off topic, but can you see that little sigil in the back? That's exactly the sigil that's on the map, too.
2: Oh, you're right about that
3: it was a bit more faded on the map. Mm,
2: true story, yeah. It's got the ashes logo in the middle too, but that circle, yeah, I remember that being there now. Shout out to says, "I am the Senate." I've seen that so many times in the past like 48 hours from people in chat, going, "I am the Senate." <laughs> it's so going to happen, right? You know someone's going to go evil empire 100%. Okay, can we talk we got about I'm going to we can only hope. Who's the Dark Overlord? Do you see what I mean? I don't deny anything. I know you don't. That's what I appreciate about you. You're honest with like some people around here who want to say some things that aren't true about me. You know what I'm saying? Um, what do you all think about the caravan, the caravansary? That one was pretty interesting, wasn't it? Players create components, right, that live on the caravans, which changes stat values for the caravan itself which can include turning radius turn speed movement speed armor health damage mitigation this is all done at the caravansary that's different than like the actual components built into your own caravans right so that's interesting
3: mm-hmm. or is so what it? you're saying is tokyo drift and ashes <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs>
2: i second that ah, motion man i feel like we're gonna have to talk about the caravansary a bit next week y'all so I want to talk about that one in a little bit more detail than I think we're going to be able to today. Talking about it being destroyed, going into escrow. This is a big discussion. I feel like we should, I think we should talk about this one next week. What do you think? That mm, cool. Seems
0: good, yeah. It seems a pretty meaty one to it, see.
2: it is. I mean, I don't, I feel like this one has a lot of implications too, right? Because this is like the player right component you've got like the nodes and like those trade agreement component that goes there we can even like tie this into talking about trade routes via the sea versus like caravans done by land right there's just like a lot that goes into this and i can appreciate it but talking about when you reach a pit stop being able to relaunch like having certain like goalposts that you need to hit along the way. That's big. I feel like the Q and a was pretty straightforward, but one of them relies uh, actually ties back into naval caravans. So I'm going to shelf that one as well. Um, And then there's like talking about making nodes centralized. I think I'm going to probably save that one as well. Um, I like this topic right here. This last question though. Uh, And there's a bullet point as well. There's an AMA plan for what October, is that correct? I think they were talking about September, but I think he said October, right? And then some MMOs, this is one of the Q&As. I'm going to hit on this one. I'm going to save the other two for next week, right? Some MMOs are not directly pay to win, but rather indirectly pay to win because they do not take harsh enough action against gold buying. Will you be harsher on these players than other MMOs to maintain the integrity for Ashes, AK will you permanently ban players who buy gold from third-party websites? Basically, what was the long and short of it, gentlemen? sandal drop sandal drop yes he he went off actually he went off about this one basically talking the long and short of it saying that like i think it was okay there's two points to this one point i'm, I'm paraphrasing here which was you don't a lot of games don't have in-game gms actively there this is very true i remember games that used to but you don't see it so much anymore um and then the other part was, he kind of went off about how um, games as a service. How some games say they're games as a service, and then he, he like was like, "Yeah, so where's your customer service then? Where's your customer service actually at?" So he basically said, long and short of it is active GMs, right? Active customer service related to these things, and hammer gets dropped fairly well. Ooh. Make good choices. Yeah, that's a triple triple sandal drop right there. I like that.
3: Dragging cool. through the city yelling shame with the bell.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. So gentlemen, I'm gonna take the caravansary one. We're gonna we're gonna shelf that for next week. We're gonna probably talk a bit more around because I feel that it would be beneficial. To do a little bit of research this week, talk about the map a bit, talk about the naval bits, talk about the the naval trade routes, the trade routes in general, trade agreements between uh, nodes as a whole. And I think that would be a really good discussion point for next week. Now, as always, if you're watching this live here, and I always encourage you to do so, you'll notice that we do the Pathfinder post show. After the actual podcast, it's roughly half an hour to an hour, give or take, depending on how long the podcast go. We do a lot of curation of your discussions there. If they were missed while we're doing the actual live stream, the podcast, as it is live here on Twitch, I always encourage you to join us here on twitch.tv forward slash simorg, where the podcast is hosted. Um, And, We're going to be picking up and doing our discussion a little bit further to gather your thoughts around some of these things for potentially next week and an Ashes talk coming to the HQ this week. So we've got our Ashes talk Wednesday game guide again on Friday like clockwork, right? We do our Ashes talks every two weeks. And the game guides currently are weekly on Fridays, and also the Alpha 1 VODs are still continuing to roll out to the Ashes HQ YouTube this week. With that being said, gentlemen, any final thoughts? Anything you want to make sure we hit on before we wind this one down? No, I'm good. I'm good. It was
3: a very meaty, 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 meaty show.
2: Mm, Yeah, next week's going to be too, because we didn't even touch on everything tonight. No. basil's getting a little low, so you know it's about that time. So we're going to go around Robin, go Daedalus, then Armored and Faisal. Shout out your domains, where people can find you when you're not on this podcast.
0: You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube dot uh, uh, com slash The Ashen Herald.
2: Armored so. uh,
3: I'm still trying to find out where to find me myself, but you can find me in your deepest, darkest part of your heart, as well as on the synagogues. <laughs> um <laughs> Sim- <laughs> simorg's discord channel um i don't tell- i think it was simorg.gg but you'll have to correct me on that one yeah um
2: G- or discord.gg forward slash simorg there you go, simorg.
3: Yep, so there we you're go. Yeah. you
1: tell me i can find you at sims dark Lair. got it exactly you certainly
0: can just glad we're not <laughs> thanks <Right laughs> anyway. to the dark overlords throne there's
1: like a right
2: <laughs> there's not there's not- a <laughs> Phasal. Oh my God, this is unbelievable.
1: (laughs) You guys can find me on Twitter as Bagel108 (laughs) and on Twitch as Faisal108. There you go, friends. And
2: we are going to be picking up later on this week. As usual, stay tuned for the post show. Friends, we might be at the end of today's podcast. Episode 191, by the way. We're getting close to 200. I've been asked to try to get Steven on for that one. He wasn't able to join us earlier this year in the spring for the annual but I might hit him up and see if he's able to join us for 200, because that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big uh, 200 episodes, man. We have the most by far of all the podcasts covering Ashes, and that's a hell of a feat. 200 came real quick since 100, I got to tell you. But we might be at the end of today's show, friends, right? But I want to remind everyone whether you're listening, you're watching on YouTube, you caught us live, and I always encourage you to try to, to catch us live when you can. Doesn't matter how you're here, whether you're on the show, you're an Ashes Pathfinder, right? It's all of us that share in these conversations around the game, looking forward to it. So much love to you. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next week, live your best lives. Walk in the dark, I mean light, and have a great night, everybody. And we'll catch up with you again real soon.
3: Night, everybody. Night, everybody.